Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and I have, oh, actually, let me start by saying this is our 100th episode. So really, really special episode today, and I'm excited about our guest. We have Dr. Sarah Michelle. She's a doctor of veterinary medicine, and she's the lead veterinarian and medical director with Vetster, and that is a veterinary telemedicine practice. Yay! They connect people, you know, you cat owners out there virtually with a licensed veterinarian, and they're available for online pet health appointments. And boy, don't we need that now in the middle of this COVID pandemic stuff. So I want to thank Dr. Michelle for joining us today. And I want her to kick us off with a question. And she had a successful veterinary practice. And I want to know, Sarah, why did you decide to sell that veterinary practice and join a telemedicine business? Well, thank you, Molly, first of all. Um, I'm really excited to be here, as I've already shared with you. Um, this is a really neat opportunity, and I'm thrilled to talk about Vetster. Um, so I, I was, as Molly uh, has already suggested, um, I did own a small animal veterinary practice for 18 years uh, and multiple reasons uh, led to my decision to sell. Uh, however, I've always uh, been very interested in business and technology and trying to think outside of the box um, in ways to connect with pet owners and pets to engage and improve uh, the delivery of, of veterinary health care. Um, so prior to the sale of my practice, I began, um, I began to become familiar with the um, the use of virtual means of delivery of veterinary care. Um, and I dabbled in um, practicing with some other online platforms, um, doing some consults. And after I sold my practice, um, you know, I was looking for different ways for myself to continue practicing. Uh, and ultimately, um, you know, I became acquainted with the, the leadership team at Vetster um, and felt that, you know, I was really um, impressed with the direction that they were going to take this, um, this platform and the, the accessibility um, of what they were proposing. I, I was just, it was the right fit for mm -hmm. me. Yeah, it's it's an amazing business and I'm I'm excited to talk to you about it today. And for those listeners that don't know, explain what televet, you know, telemedicine, veterinary telemedicine is. What is it and and how does it work? So essentially, um it's using technology to connect pet owners um from when, where they are with veterinarians um, from when they are. So, so essentially connecting a pet owner with a veterinary professional 
um, virtually. So using a video enabled or a phone enabled or a, a chat enabled sort of platform to communicate um, and, you know, talk about their pet, the pet owner's concerns um, and potentially depending on where the consults taking place, speak to, um, you know, diagnoses and treatments and that sort of thing. So. Mm -hmm. And when, when did Vetster start? So we, um, we're, we're new to the space, so to say. Um, so we, we launched for appointments um, in the middle of November. So the platform went mm -hmm. live, the website went live for um, accepting appointments or the middle of November, but we have been in development since last fall. So October, November of 2019 is when the business um, the software started to be developed um, and the business plan started to roll out. Um, but we, as I said, we've just been live for a few weeks now. Yeah. And how could you possibly have picked a better time, right? <laughs> I mean, I know, I, I know. It's, it, yeah. It's amazing. The timing to, to start such a perfect, perfect business. I, uh, I've had to take mine on my new kitten. He's nine months old now, but he, he was having some issues, which would have been perfect for telemedicine. I mean, just perfect stuff. He had a little whale eye going on his little third eyelid and couldn't figure out what was going on with him. And I had to take him to the vet three times. And, you know, first of all, it's just ridiculously hard and unnerving to go to a vet and hand off your pet and not see it or be able to be in there or really communicate well with the vet while your pet's in there and watch how your pet does with vets and that kind of thing. And then secondly, my little kitten is so cute and sweet and adorable and comfortable being on his harness and leash that I have a hard time getting him back. <laughs> 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 yeah, you never know when you're passing him off. Is he going to come back out? <laughs> yeah, they're well, always like, he's so cute. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we've, uh, you know, in, uh, amongst us, um, you know, in the, involved in, in the Vetster business, you know, as a team, we've had several conversations about how it feels uncomfortable to say that the COVID situation has actually been, a, you know, a really good thing for us because clearly it's not a good thing um but yeah we the timing was ironically perfect yeah for our, it, for our it, business. it really was because i i i would have felt much more comfortable at the very least having a video in the vet's office so i could see what was going on and interface with the vet directly that way so i mm -hmm. I, I was mm -hmm. just tickled to death when I, I learned about your business and I've already signed up. <laughs> and, and so tell Great. us too, that, <laughs> that leads me to another question. Um, what geographical areas do you service? I mean, I mean, far as like, is it just the United States or are you global? At this point, um, we've just launched in North America. Um, so both, you know, all of the states, um, all 50 states, and in Canada, uh, we have veterinary professionals registered to be providing their services on our platform. Hmm. Um, but we do intend on um, moving globally with this. Yeah, that's great. And is it, it, how difficult is it to get vets to participate in telemedicine? And why would they want to, why would they want to do it? 
we've actually been so um, overwhelmingly grateful for the positive response we've had from from my colleagues and, and veterinary professionals. Um, we've had a tremendous number, um, over 2,000 veterinary professionals in North America sign up um, to be to be partners with us on our platform. So really overwhelming positive response. I think there's many factors, um, Molly, as to why you know veterinarians are interested in this. You, you know, first and foremost, um, it's obvious that this type of um, delivery of care is something that pet owners are really demanding and looking for. Um, and a lot of veterinarians see that um, and, and want to be there for their, their pets or their pet owners. Um, additionally, I'm, I'm not sure how familiar, familiar you are with um, some of the challenges in, in the veterinary profession. Um, there's a really high level of um, stress and um, compassion fatigue challenges. Uh, so a lot of veterinarians are, are looking for different ways to, to practice too. Um, the same as pet owners are looking for different ways to access their vet. Um, you know, and ultimately it's, it's a very um, heavily female dominated profession. Um, mm -hmm. And so a, a lot of our, you know, professionals are juggling many, many hats. Um, and just giving a little more schedule flexibility um, is just beneficial. Yeah. And I noticed the service says it's available 24-7. And does that mean there are vets on call? Like, oh, they have to stay up all night long on call? So it, it, it's the, the role with us um, is something. So our professional partners are under their own schedule. Um, so we have, um, you know, enough coverage in, in our partner signups um, that there's going to be someone with time changes and that sort of thing available to um, cover 24-7. Oh, that's great. So that's... The, this, this, yeah, the schedule is under our partner's own control. So they each, you know, and, and everyone has different lives and lifestyles and some people are going to be more available later in the night, earlier in the morning, that sort of thing. Yeah. And how long does it take to get an appointment? So like if I go on and I request an appointment, do I have to wait days to get somebody or can you get somebody pretty immediately? No, it's essentially on demand. Um, you know, oh. there's about a, about a half an hour window block out. So you can't sort of log on now at 1215 and get an appointment at 1230. It would, the earliest would probably be about 1245. Mm-hmm. And, and does it matter, like when I signed up, I guess the first, my first intuition was to go to where I am, you know, and right now we, we split time mm -hmm. between Dallas, Texas, which there were lots of vets in that area, but Santa Fe, New Mexico, which is of course a smaller community and very remote. And I noticed there weren't any local vets and I don't guess that, I mean, I guess if you're doing a telemedicine type of appointment it doesn't really matter where the vet is right so you shouldn't really worry about anybody being in your local area that's right um you know and that's part of what we see the value of vester is that it's anytime anywhere um you know you're going to be able to find a professional to help answer your questions uh the the biggest difference geographically that's going to come um and hopefully well i know that this is something that's evolving 
um, very dramatically, but there's a lot of regulations surrounding veterinary medicine. Um, and as I'm sure you know, um, and there's a lot um, of very, so all 50 states have their own regulatory bodies and there's the variation um, across the states uh, in terms of the ability to what extent uh, veterinarians can practice telemedicine um, versus tele-advice. Um, mm. So some of those geographical differences will be um, sort of outlined on, on the website, depending on where you are located and the veterinarian that you're consulting with is located. I see. I see. And, you know, the, another thing I noticed was that the fees seemed very low to me. Um, you know, I compare it to a mobile vet service and, you know, just the on-site visit with a mobile vet's a hundred and up, a hundred dollars and up. And most of the office visits or tele, tele-office visits on Vetster are seem to be around $60 or so. And that, that seems very, very reasonable to me. What, what does that actually cover? Uh, well, I think there's a few things to speak to on that question. Um, you know, you have to consider the overhead costs for uh, a mobile practitioner to be able to come to your door um, versus uh, one of our partners. They're setting up, you know, I like, I like to, to, to speak to our veterinary partners and say, you know, think of Vetster as your own sort of online veterinary clinic that you can hang your shingle up, but there's not the overhead costs involved. So your consult fee, what you're seeing, you know, the $60, um, that is your appointment with the veterinarian. Um, and so that is, you know, where you would, you would meet, you would present your question, your concerns, the veterinarian would go through, um, you know, traditional history taking, um, and then talk through sort of their assessment um, and provide you with the plans. Um, and all of that appointment and record keeping is kept and documented within the file that you've created on your Vetster profile. So um, following subsequent to that, so there additional fees may come in if the veterinarian is able to speak to a diagnosis and provide you with a prescription, that's where you would incur additional costs eventually. Um, but the, the $60 that you're speaking to is your appointment fee. Okay. And, and on average, how much time do you usually expect a vet to spend with you? So the appointments are um, theoretically allotted 15 minutes. Um, it, it, the there is not a hard timer at the 15 minute mark. Um, the veterinarian, um, if they feel the need to, to stay on the call longer, um, there's actually, it goes, the video chat will continue for up to 30 minutes and then it will disconnect. So, mm. But the veterinarian, once, once the appointment is sort of finalized, the conversation is done, the veterinarian can end the call. Just kind of like your Zoom call, right? Right. right. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> like that, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and obviously, you can't, you know, you can't perform surgery or give vaccinations or draw blood remotely. So what types of, you know, with cats in particular, since that's a majority of our, our listeners, what types of, of services and, and illnesses and things work well with, with veterinary telemedicine? Well, I think you already highlighted a perfect example, Molly. Um, mm -hmm. You know, 
in your and you're absolutely right there are there are lots of things that can only be dealt with in clinic um but there's also especially for cats um who hate going to the clinic and hate being transported there um there's also a huge amount of conversation and value to virtual appointments um you know for example even in in your area of expertise behavior for you know veterinarians to be able to see environments that the cats are living in and you know be able to see things physically in the home that could be causing problems or that sort of thing. I think there's having insight into the cat's abode, um, it can be really helpful. Uh, so there's, you know, a, quite a, a list of telemedicine appropriate presentations. Um, and they can include conversations about house soiling, litter box training, um, dietary discussions, quality of life conversations, assessment of, you know, sort of triage of potential emergency situations. Is this something that, you know, you want, you want a professional to say, you're okay to wait until the morning or no, you need to go now. Mm -hmm. um, so there's, you know, there's a whole host of, uh, you know, and I don't to list them all off, you know, I'd probably take our, our whole allotted time right. for conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but I think ultimately, ultimately, um, what I have found over the last three years of doing telemedicine is that as a, as a veterinarian, you, you become more comfortable assessing appointments to know whether they truly are telemedicine appropriate or not. And yeah. at the end of, you know, at the end of the day, if a pet owner books an appointment, my, my experience, you know, if a, if, a, if a cat owner books an appointment and we have a conversation and I have to say to them, you know, I think your cat, this is something that you need to get your cat into the clinic for. Um, I can, there's a lot of value in just in that conversation because I can, let's strategize about how I can help you. What can we do to make that trip into the clinic easier for you. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, the gratitude of, of actually hearing that um, and knowing that they're justified, the pet owner is justified to make that trip in. Um, it's always great. It's always grateful. So even though it may feel that I'm, you know, a veterinarian is turning away the conversation from telemedicine, I never once have experienced personally a pet owner be upset with that advice. Yeah, it, especially with cats, because, you know, I, I, as especially. you know, being a vet, we, we don't take our cats in very often as we should, because it's so stressful on them. And, you know, and they're so, exactly. they're, they're just so stressed out because they're so highly territorial. Once they get out of the home, they're freaking out and, you know, strange smells and other cat smells and things like that. And they're, yeah. they're very difficult yeah. to get in and a lot of cat owners will have one bad experience with that and the cat never goes to the vet again. So I, I, I exactly. think this service is so, so valuable. And do you have, I noticed, yeah. you know, I, certainly as you mentioned, since behavior, of course, is my area of, of expertise, couldn't help but notice you have a lot of behavioral <laughs> concerns listed on the site. Now, does that mean you have veterinary behaviorists in the network as well? We do have specialists. Um, behavior, uh, numerous specialists have signed up to be a part of our consulting team. Um, so, and, and that information is, um, 
sort of explain to the pet owner once they get into looking for a particular like to book an appointment then they can look at the various veterinarians who are available and to provide a consult in their area and they can learn about their specialties more when they look at their profiles in detail oh that's so great we do have we do have specialists yeah, yeah. that's great you know, and that's, no, that's something that I, sorry sorry no, go, go ahead <laughs> go ahead no no you finish i was just i would uh, I was just going to say that that's an area, um, you know, as we continue to evolve Vetster, which is, you know, one of the things I'd really like to share. And we were starting here, um, but we have every intent to continuously evolve and improve and expand the ability um, for our veterinary team and partners to be able to provide different types of care. Um, and one of the things that, you know, we hope to be able to work on is the sort of referrals. So if I, myself, I'm a general practitioner, um, but if I see a, you know, a, a consult on a case that I feel um, would be benefited by being seen by a a behaviorist or a dermatologist, then I sh- I'll be able to hopefully internally refer those types of cases. Yeah, patients. yeah, that's good. That's mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it it kind of you wonder since animals you know can't speak and tell us what's going on with them because you know from a behavior standpoint and a medical standpoint we wouldn't that make life a lot easier but is it is it effective really for a vet to just see a patient and not be able to lay hands on it and listen to their heart rate and blood pressure and things like that Absolutely. And once again, I think you speak to, um, you know, the fact that there are cases that are appropriate for telemedicine and there aren't. But I think, I think a big part of a veterinarian's job, um, whether it's in person or virtually, is so much about communication and effective communication skills. Um, Because, as you said, the pets can't tell us what's going on. So a lot of what we what we work on is getting history and information from our from our cat owners and our you know our pet owners, um, and then you know understanding what the answers to our questions really look like and really mean. Um, mm-hmm. So certainly you know there as those cases that are that need to be seen in clinic that you need to listen to lungs and you need to palpate abdomens. Those are cases that need to go in clinic, um, but there's an awful lot of them that don't. And do they, is it, is it something that the, the vets will guide the pet owners to do things like, you know, do you, do you tell them how to take a pet's temperature and, and want them to actually, you know, feel on the cat and do things like that to see how it reacts? I think there's that opportunity and that's the beauty of, of the virtual connection, you know, and you can, you can get a, a, as a veterinarian, you can get a good understanding for how amenable to those sorts of things a particular cat or a particular cat owner is going to be. Um, and the other thing that's really great about our plat- our VetSur platform um, is that it's very easy for pet owners to upload images and um, PDF files with lab test results um, and video clips so that the veterinarian can see those during the consult as well. Um, So I've had, I recently had a a case um, where a pet owner uploaded 
lab results directly from the veterinary lab, as well as digital x-ray images that I was able to review with them while I was on the consult. Oh, that's good. And what's that makes me want to ask, what's the most interesting or funny televisit you've done with a cat? <laughs> uh, I, well, I don't know if, inter I don't think funny necessarily, but I, um, when I was doing consults with another platform um, prior to that sort of being developed, um, we, did, we did partner with a, a cat rescue organization. Um, and so I, you know, I had several appointments with one particular foster mom and got to sort of help her through some really challenging kitten stuff, which was just really fun, you know, um, helping kind of a new mom understand, well, you know, yes, your three week old kittens should be doing this or no, they shouldn't be doing that. And the common, you know, sneezing or runny eyes questions. And that was just really rewarding to be able to help someone who's helping kittens in a foster situation feel more comfortable and confident. Yeah. Oh, that is good. That's, we need a lot of that. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. What, what's that the, peace of mind for that yeah. foster, right? Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and, that, and that's such a big key of, of what you deliver, you know, as, as it turned out with after three vet visits, um, you know, and $600 later, we, we still didn't figure out what was causing the whale eye with my cat Pico. <laughs> and, you know, and it ruled out all the things, you know, I've been working with cats so long. It's like, I, I, I know it's not behavior. I know he's not stressed. I, I know it's not sickness. We have no other symptoms. And, you know, we still have no idea what it was. And it's, it's kind of gone. It was right. there for a long time. It's like six weeks. And so, you know, yeah, just, just again, peace of mind of just being able to face to face that say, you know, don't know, don't worry about it right now or, or get him in somewhere right. and, and that kind of thing or having some other ideas. I actually thought it, it might be something in the environment irritating him. So we've switched from using a, we have concrete floors. So we switched from using a, a mop liquid that was more chemical based to a, a vinegar cleaning solution to see if that would help, you know, but yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, like I said, I, I really wished I had learned about this prior. It would have been a, a lot better visit, I think with, with Pico. And I noticed on the site yeah. too, you know, you offer prescriptions cause that that's a key thing for somebody to think about prescriptions delivered to your phone, to your home. How does that, mm -hmm. how does that work? Um, so going back to what I alluded to earlier, um, some of, some of our ability through our, through our site at this time, um, to deliver prescriptions does depend on what state you're located in. Um, because about a little more than 50%, so I think somewhere in the realm of 20 or 23 U.S. states, um, veterinarians can speak to a diagnosis and therefore prescribe, um, based on the current legislation that's in place. Um, so what that would look like if you're in one of those states is we actually have right, right. Oh, sorry. There's my dog Cheddar wanting to be in on the appointment today or the conversation today. <laughs> he says it's Cat Talk Radio. Oh, I've got to get on. Yeah. She, she, yeah. She says, I have three cats. Let me tell you all about them. <laughs> um, so right in 
the platform, just as I already talked about pet owners being able to share documents. Oh, and there's Bruce. It's going to be a chorus. <laughs> it's always good when the dogs chime in to Cat Talk Radio. <laughs> um, the, the, um, so right, built right into the platform for our veterinarians is a prescription writing tool. Um, so if the veterinarian feels it's um, prudence and wants to to write a prescription then they will um they can write that prescription within our software base it's then sent off we're just in the final stages of, of finalizing all of this sort of bits and pieces to this um but through sent off through the platform to our um prescription fulfillment center um, and then shipped directly to the pet owner's home Oh, that's great. That's, that's, that's got to be a, a big piece of that puzzle, I would imagine. Yeah, it's not quite, as we speak, you know, in early December, it's not quite finalized all of yet, that, but um, we anticipate that the final software sort of tweaks will be done by the new year to make good. that seamless. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're really excited about being able to offer that for sure. Yeah, that's that's gonna that's gonna I think expand what you can and can't treat. Also, make it a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. And it and it will be the same. Um, you know, for prescription diet recommendations and that. So certainly in the U.S., um, in order to purchase a prescription pet food for your pet. Um, you do have to have a prescription from your doctor, uh, mm -hmm. as far as I understand. And so it will be the same process within, within the platform for that. Yeah. And so tell people, mm -hmm. if someone's interested, of course, it's, it's Vetster, V as in veterinarian, you know, Vetster, S-T-E-R dot com. And tell everybody what's, right. the, what's the process for someone signing up and, and using the service. Uh, well, it's actually super easy and user-friendly. Um, you would visit our website and um, there's a, you know, an icon to, for pet owners or for veterinary professionals. Um, and you essentially would go into our website and you would create yourself a profile um, as you've already done, Molly. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you go in and you enter your, you know, your contact information um, and then you can um, add your pets to your your account profile um, and the whole process is as I said it's it's easy it takes probably you could speak to this probably even better than me but um, takes about three or four minutes to set up an account and then once you have set up your account um, and added your pets to your account um, then you can go into the very easy booking scheduler so yeah it, it what the thing that takes the longest about signing up is deciding which photos to upload of Pico. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'll have to, you know, it's like it'll be their Vester page. <laughs> exactly. It's like Facebook for Pico. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah this is i mean i think it's great i'm i'm very excited and anxious to well not anxious because i don't want him to have any more problems but but i'm right. i'm <laughs> looking forward to getting to use the service um whenever that opportunity occurs again and i notice you're on you're on facebook too so 
you know, go out there and, and yeah. find them on Facebook and, and like them on Facebook and Instagram and all those social media platforms. And that's a good yeah. way I would imagine to stay current with information for you guys. Yeah. Well. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Uh, thank you for that. Um, we definitely have a, you know, a social media presence um, and, and moving forward once we start to get our sea legs underneath us um you know we're going to start working with our with our pet parents and um helping helping establish preventative care routines virtually as well so mm -hmm. i don't i don't want you to be waiting until there's something of a concern necessarily because i think there's a lot of value especially for cats like we already talked touched upon molly um of things we can do virtually to aid in their preventative health care yeah, especially especially in that dental department. That's the yeah. You know, it seems like the the dreaded dental appointments for cats. You hate to put yeah. them through that, and let yet you know you have to, and you know, give letting mm -hmm. people know what they can yeah. do to to help keep some of that yeah, plaque from forming and, and that kind of thing. Absolutely, and you know, age related nutrition conversations, um, household setups for young cats, older cats, like there's so many things we can do preventatively um, to improve their, you know, their cat existences. Yeah, great. Well, I think what you guys are doing <laughs> is just awesome. And I'm so excited that you, you guys reached out and, and joined me today in this, in this episode, in our 100th episode. That's a, a good, I good know, luck exciting. sign for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thank you very much, Molly. I, I really appreciate uh, the time and the opportunity to speak to this. I'm passionate about cats. I'm passionate about the value of virtual care um, for cats, and I'm thrilled to have been a part of today. Yeah. And if anybody has more questions about, about Vetster, feel free to email me, and I can put you in touch with them if you, if you can't find find them online or something like that. You can email me molly yep. at cattalkradio.com and I'll, uh, I'll pass you along to them if you need that. But their website is pretty easy to navigate and uh, go sign up and poke around out there. I think you'll find it fascinating. So again, thank you for being with us and uh, thank you everyone for listening today. And until next time, keep calm and purr on. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program, 
on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. 